You are listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Breen. So on on today's episode, we're going to do a little talking about the paranormal and uh, Rhode Island connection. Rhode Island's where I currently live, and we're going to talk just briefly about Jason Hawes, um, who is a paranormal investigator, and uh, who he formed the Rhode Island Paranormal in 1990. So, paranormal investigator and founder of TAPS, T-A-P-S, it's the Atlantic Paranormal Society, and that's Jason Conrad Hawes. He was born in 1971, still alive, a little bit older than I am. So... Jason Hawes and Grant Wilson, co-founder of TAPS, became the stars of Ghost Hunters. How many of you have seen that? A popular reality ghost investigation program on Sci-Fi Channel featuring the TAPS team. Hawes was born on December 27, 1971, a fellow Capricorn there. And... Now I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I'm just going to say in New York, but the city was Canandaigua, New York, one of six children. After graduating from high school in 1990, he attended New England Tech, also a great Rhode Island school here, receiving an automotive degree in 1995. He worked as an auto technician and then changed fields to computer systems. In 2000, he went to work for Roto-Rooter Plumbing Company and presently holds a supervisor position. Let's get in a little bit. Also in 2000, Jason Hawes married Kristen Cornell, his high school sweetheart. The couple have five children and live in West Greenwich, Rhode Island. Among Hawes' outside interests are writing, photography, camping, fishing, hiking, martial arts, music, cooking, and sports. He has written two screenplays, a science fiction thriller and a science fiction fantasy. Hawes was drawn to the paranormal because of a personal experience at age 18. The experience changed him from a total non-believer into a believer and challenged his Catholic upbringing. He started researching the paranormal in order to understand more about it and about his experience. 
the details of which he prefers to keep private. His research led him to John Zaffis, with whom he worked on some, on some cases of hauntings and possession. Hawes formed Rhode Island Paranormal, it's just Rhode Island Paranormal, in 1990. After meeting Grant Wilson, he changed its name to the Atlantic Paranormal Society, TAPS. TAPS attracted an increasing number of requests for investigations and benefited from media publicity. The work and attention were instrumental in the selection of TAPS for the Sci-Fi Channel reality series, Ghost Hunters, which debuted in 2004. Paul's primary goals are to help people with paranormal situations and to improve the credibility of paranormal research. He views ghosts as disembodied shell energy that remains after death. Most alleged hauntings, as well as other seemingly paranormal phenomena, can be explained naturally. The true paranormal will eventually be integrated into our worldview of what is normal. The nature of the paranormal may never be fully solved, but can be better understood through continuing research and technological advances. In addition to the television show, Hawes produces and stars in a radio show, Beyond Reality, with Wilson. He is active in the media and makes numerous personal appearances. How do you end a haunting? Okay, first let's talk about that. How, let's... Well, I have some information for you. I'm not going to talk about it, but I have some information for you. How do you end a haunting? First of all, what is a haunting? For those of you who don't know what a haunting is. The haunting is the repeated manifestation of inexplicable sensory and physical phenomenon said to be caused by ghosts, poltergeists, or spirits that are attached to a certain locale. The term haunt comes from the same root as home. Often, a haunted location is the former home of the deceased or the spot where the deceased died. Haunted sites also include places that apparently were frequented or favored by the deceased and sites of violence, violence of violent death. Other hauntings are aimless, occurring without explanation. We could go on all day about the characteristics of hauntings, but I will try not to be too, uh, too wordy about it. But sometimes spirits don't know that they are that they are they are no longer part of the flesh world. Okay, the the normal reality. So that's why you see them doing, sometimes you see the same repeated action over and over again. Uh, they don't always know. And we have mediums come in and others come in because these, these, 
these parents are hurting. They don't know what's going on. They don't know that it's time for them to move on to their next uh, next uh, part of next transition, whatever that may be. So someone has to help them. It, you know, I, it really irks me when people like to go to a certain place where there's some poor spirit that's doing that's that's there haunting the place it, it, they're, they're not they may not be malevolent malevolent okay they just may be lost angry don't know what's going on and they see all these if it's a home they see people in their home where they used to where they lived and they're wondering they're confused and people just go there and take pictures and do all this stuff and think it's a game while this spirit is hurting the spirit needs to move on so think about that next time when you want to joyride uh, someone's haunted house okay a house that really belonged to some to a spirit and maybe that spirit is there remains behind because they don't really know what's going on. They don't know that they're dead and they're confused and they need someone to do, to help them cross over, to do a shamanic cycle pump. And I, I do that actually. I, I've done shaman, I channel and I also do shamanic cycle pumps, cycle pump where I helped them cross over and I've done it in numerous, numerous times. And it was very, after each time, you feel the air is just so much clearer and the, you can feel the happiness of the spirit because, uh, once they moved on because they're they're happy now and, and they know what, because I'll, I'll talk to them and communicate with them and say, you know, you're dead. <laughs> your body, your, your flesh body is dead your soul lives forever but it's time for your soul to to move on to another incarnation a transition or up the ladder down the ladder wherever it is that you need to go i don't know where you're going but i know it's not here you need to move on and when you help them cross over this like this big sigh of happiness like and they moved on. You may feel wind. I, I feel a lot of air as the spirit leaves. It's something that's that I think is necessary. I don't think it's right to let the leave the spirit there haunting a place over and over and over again because then they become angry and then they hurt people. That's how they become angry and hurt others. So what are some characteristics of hauntings? I'll just give brief. There is no dominant pattern to a haunting. Okay, it can be anything. Not everyone who visits or lives in a reputed, reputedly haunted location will experience phenomena. Some phenomena manifest periodically or continually over durations that may be short, lasting only a few days or less, Others last for centuries. Some hauntings occur only on certain anniversary dates. For example, 
The ghost of Sir Christopher Wren is said to be heard hurrying up and down the stairs of Hampton Court every February 26, the date of his death in 1723. A haunting ghost can awake people, can awake sleeping people. Most hauntings involve noises such as mysterious footsteps, rustlings, whispers, whispers, whisperings, animal sounds, and howlings, thumps, tappings, rappings, smells, especially of flowers, perfume, burned wood or rotting flesh or matter, tactile sensations such as cold prickling of the skin, cold breezes and feelings of being touched by an invisible hand. Some hauntings feature poltergeist activity, such as rearranged furniture. Have you seen the the original poltergeist movie? I remember that scene where all the chairs are on the table. And that was, that instantly comes to mind when I, when I um, think of chairs being rearranged. Stopped, also stopped clocks, smashed glassware and mirrors, and the paranormal movement of objects. One common sound in hauntings is that of heavy furniture being moved about and dragged across floors. However, the rooms in question remain undisturbed. People may experience negative emotions at a haunted site, including anger, fear, or hatred. They also may sense the presence of evil. Other hauntings seem to involve friendly or benign ghosts. Some hauntings also feature phantom animals, such as pet dogs, cats, and horses, which are seen, felt, or heard in their familiar spots. Objects, as well as sites, may be haunted, may be haunted. In Britain, for example, numerous tales exist of haunted skulls that seem to cause unearthly screaming whenever they are removed from their places in the home. Poltergeist hauntings are characterized by violent physical disturbances, such as flying, levitating objects, hanging, banging doors, assaults on humans and rapping and thumping noises. These disturbances often seem to be caused by living persons. There is evidence that some poltergeists may be disincarnate spirits. Discarnate spirits. Now, how do you end up haunting? Mm. Numerous folklore and religious remedy, remedies to end hauntings exist all around the world. Some are simple, such as sweeping out the offending spirits with a broom. Others are more elaborate. Such measures do not always succeed. Hauntings sometimes can be brought to an end through spirit releasement or exorcism. Some hauntings end of their own accord for reasons not known. 
those that seem to be imprints or recordings and have no responsive intelligence are likely to not respond to exorcism. Such hauntings seem to be endless reenactments of events. And for those who don't, and, and everyone, practically everyone knows what exorcism is, but what is spirit releasement? Okay, so one second, mess up my sound here. So spirit releasement is a contemporary term for exorcism. See, there you go. Spirit releasement is a contemporary term for an exorcism of an earthbound spirit or a discarnate being attached to a place or a person. Spirit releasement refers primarily to exorcisms that have no religious elements and are not performed by clergy. Even though I am a metaphysical minister and a spiritualist minister, I could still do a spirit release a releasement and not call it an exorcism because I don't, uh, I don't have, you know, I'm not a hundred percent in any religion. I'm not in any religion. I am, I embrace what I, what I embrace is, is what I feel, what I feel. So the way I operate is different than other spiritualist ministers and um things like that and i don't come as when people call me to do a a spirit releasement i don't come as a minister i come as a mystic because that's what i am first because that's that was natural for me Forms of releasement are practiced the world over. Spirits have long been long been blamed for causing virtually all ills and bad luck, and they are routinely exercised. In the early days of spiritualism, people suffering from unusual mental mental symptoms often attended seances in hopes of having low spirits exercise you know, low vibrational spirits. Spirits um, who are, spirits who are, uh, hmm, malevolent and who seek out to hurt or they have negative energy. Those are low vibrational spirits. Spirit releasement has become increasingly popular together with the growth in past life therapy. Some past life therapists say their clients have attachments relating to past lives. Edith Fior, a past life therapist, began recognizing and releasing or depossessing attached entities in the 1970s. Dr. William Baldwin began studying releasement in 1980 and developed techniques now used by many practitioners published in his book, Spirit Releasement Therapy, a Technique Manual, and that was published in 1991. 
I'll leave, I'll leave this in uh, the show notes if you're interested in reading it. Baldwin left his practice of, dent- of dentistry in 1982 to work full-time with his wife, Judith Baldwin, in spirit releasement, past life-related problems, and extraterrestrial contact. The Baldwins founded the Center for Human Relations and are co-directors of the Association for Spirit Releasement Therapies. They trademarked the term spirit releasement therapy. In contemporary spirit releasement, a practitioner working with one or more spirit guides who act as facilitators make mental contact with the spirit who is haunting a site and causing a disturbance or who is attached to a person. Often, this is an earthbound soul who does not know he or she is dead or is bound to the earth plane by unfinished business. Practitioners say that simply finding out the entity's story, that is, its life and death and perhaps unfinished business, is often sufficient to send the spirit on its way to the next world next level of transition. The entity is engaged in dialogue and persuaded to depart. The transition is marked by the appearance of white light and the spirit is urged to move toward the light. Sometimes the earthbound spirit has to be coaxed or convinced to move on. Sometimes it is led away by helping spirits that appear. These helping spirits include angelic beings, other spirits of the dead whom the earthbound once knew in life, or the spirits of animals with whom the earthbound had strong emotional attachments, such as a pet. Following releasement, patients often resort feeling lighter and better and say they experience a sensation of troublesome conditions. The departing spirits do not return, but patients are advised on how to protect themselves from future invasion by other spirits. Spirit releasement can be carried out on a long distance basis as well. You can get long distance healing as well too, because after after this after the spirit releasement, the, the patient, the person who called to have the spirit released, also should um, should ask for healing energy, healing light, so that you can be protected, and so that you could continue to walk with good, with love and light energy. And that is our show for today. Read the show notes. There'll be some resources in the show notes for you. You click on, there'll be the title, click on it, and look, read the description of whatever it is that is there. If you want to purchase it, purchase it. Um, it helps support the show, and it helps support the person who wrote it or contribute, contributed it. Can't talk today. <laughs> so. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out at magic-and-medicine.com. And that's magic with a K. Thanks for listening.